Cancer didn't define me, it redesigned me. This is Denise D. Simone, and you are listening to So Much More Than Cancer, a podcast presented by From Stage 4 to Center Stage. There is no doubt about it. The words, you have cancer, are devastating. I heard these words in 2005 when I was diagnosed with stage 4 throat and neck cancer and was given only three months to live. Well, that was 15 years ago, and I am still here, and I'm better than ever. My guests and I are on a mission to inspire and empower the cancer community. Cancer's a wake-up call. It's a divine invitation to dig deep into your soul. Cancer doesn't have to define you. It can redesign you as well. I want you to know, no matter where you are in your journey, you are so much more than cancer. So let's be brave, let's have some fun, and let's get after it. I'm your host, Denise D. Simone, and you are listening to So Much More Than Cancer. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thank you for joining me again today. I have a a very special guest who is a dear friend of mine. I think we're entering, uh, well, we're in the midst of the middle of our third decade as friends, Her name is Catherine Perrin. She is a feng shui master, a beautiful interior designer, a yoga master. She speaks a lot about the three homes, which we will get into in detail as we uh, share some time. And uh, Catherine lives up in uh, New Hampshire. And it is a very, very, very happy day for me to share time with her and bring her wisdom to each of you. So thanks for being here, Catherine Farron. Well, thank you, Denise. I want to say Denise Marie, those of us who know you well and love you like I do. <laughs> it's such a privilege to be a part of what you're up to. I just want to acknowledge your podcast launch and just wish you the just the most success and may your words and your wisdom and your love touch many, many, many souls. Well, thank you, dear. Thank you, honey. And you know, it's important for me to highlight and share people like you because you've had such wisdom for so long with so many people. And tell us a little bit about how you got involved in feng shui and the... um, designer and then you went into being into yoga you know you and I met that wonderful day in February in 1997 I believe seven yeah and um that was quite a journey we worked together for a couple of years selling technology in the high-tech industry and um boy we've come a long way since oh my oh my (laughs) we both have hair that is much more gray and uh, a few rotations around the sun and oh what a blessing huh this thing called life this thing called life so uh, yeah I'll answer your question it's um it's it's great that you mentioned the timing of when we came together because that was really kind of the doing that kind of work was really that the tail end of that chapter of my life of um, doing uh, technology, doing corporate, you know, wearing suits on occasion. Um, And so I realized at that point in my life, which put me um, in my late 30s, 
that I was actually living my father's script. Like I was telling my father's story and I didn't really know what mine was, but I knew technology and sales and corporate wasn't it. Mm. And um, so once I got over the, the trauma of quitting and sitting somewhat paralyzed, I, I just started reflecting, you know, which we tend to do when, when life changes drastically, whether we're the cause of it or, or not. But um, I just started kind of reflecting and I, I realized that, you know, life had always been a little bit of a mystery to me of like how to do it and how to do it well. And I tended to not do it the way other people did it. And so some, you know, I don't even remember how feng shui crossed my path, but once it did, um, actually I do, I heard a talk about it when I lived in North Carolina and the, the, the woman said, the main thing you can do to help your environment is to get rid of all plastic out of your house. Wow. And so I went home and did that. And um, so this whole idea of our home and our environment and that we're a product of our environment, now that really resonated to me. And so I started wanting to understand more. So once I quit the corporate world, I got myself on a plane and went out to outside of San Francisco and went and studied with some feng shui masters out there, learned quite a bit, but also found that I was um, in that process, uh, found that I was really intuitive um, in, in spaces and just intuitive in, in general. So I came back to New England, all excited to bring feng shui to New England and um, I quickly realized that the way they do it in California and the way they do it in the East <laughs> is not the way we were going to do it in New England. So, so you know, nine-inch red strings with crystals hanging in the corners, and <laughs> it wasn't going to work. So being flexible like I am, I quickly adjusted and modified. But, but what I took from it was the definition of feng shui is that as you shift the energy in your environment, it shifts the energy in your body, thus attracting a new life and destiny. Now, because mm -hmm. life had been kind of daunting and overwhelming to me, I think I failed to get that textbook on how to do it. And so I thought, well, if I can bring order and beauty and balance and health and well-being into my environment, I would become that. And so, so I started that journey. And at the time, I owned my um, first single family home of, of many that I've owned. And I started looking around and I was like, huh, why do I have that? And did I really like how I got that dining room set that a friend couldn't put it on her moving truck and she left it and gave it to me? Like, so I started looking at this whole idea of energy and how things felt and how did it feel in my body? And so one thing led to another and eventually up in the Newburyport area and kind of the North shore, I became known as the feng shui lady. Yes. And I um, had the privilege of teaching at community colleges and speaking at real estate seminars. It really was quite magical and really, really fun. Um, and so it got to the point, and, and it still is today, that I can really kind of walk into someone's home and, and tell them a lot about themselves, either that they know or they don't want me to know. But it, to me, it's really obvious. So, so then I was, so I was doing feng shui, doing feng shui, but then 
people started kind of seeing the way I dressed and the way I presented myself. And they asked, started asking me questions. Do you have any ideas of like what I could do with this room or what I could do with that room? And, you know, I've been blessed to kind of have a good eye and a good sense of taste my whole life. And so I just, so it just kind of evolved into doing um, design with people and helping them create spaces. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm such a metaphysical person and look at things through that lens that I started thinking about the word interior design, like our interior design, like who are you and who are you? And instead of, so so, so it got to the point where I would work with people um, and, and try and help them cultivate for themselves what delights them. Most of us don't know what we like. Most of us don't know what we want, what we want to surround ourselves with. I think we've been so conditioned into what's good and what's right and what you should have and what's the latest design and what's the latest trend. And, you know, mauve is coming back. I'm making that up. But you know, so, so, so I started blending these two together to work with people to really create nurturing, uplifting, healing atmospheres for themselves. I love what you just said about interior design. You know, I've, I've, I've been the beneficiary of your brilliance many times. And, um, I, I've spoken with you at length about this, but for the listeners, I want you to know that this interior design is so important at any stage of our lives. But in particular, when someone, I know this better than anybody, gets a cancer diagnosis, the best place you can look to what's happening, you can look around you. And and it was important for me to have surroundings that were peaceful and pleasant. And we're going to get into that in a few minutes. I'd love you to maybe share with some of the listeners what kind of ideas you might have for them. But it was so important for me to go inside. And you were so instrumental in being there for me and helping me look at the interior and I always say curing was the work of the doctor healing me from the inside out was the work of my soul which meant going into the interior design of who I am what do I like what do I want what is this cancer coming to teach me you know if you know me you know I didn't battle it I befriended and learned doesn't mean I took a spiritual bypass and said oh isn't this great no cancer sucks there's no two ways about it but it's an invitation to look into the interior design. I love that of one's self, one's soul, one's body, mind, and spirit. So I think that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So then you really, got into, go ahead. Then you got into um, teaching yoga. You became right, a yoga right. master. I just got to talk to that real quick, if you don't mind. So, yeah. so this whole idea of our interior design, and I, you know, I think we kind of come in with the hardware. You know, we come in with our bodies, we come into, you know, who we're born to and all that kind of stuff. But the process and the journey of life kind of creates the software. Yeah. And as we know, I didn't think I'd head in this direction, but as you know, I mean, as we know, there's viruses and there's bugs and, you know, and so I think we, it's so easy as we see the epidemic of cancer, maybe even a pandemic of cancer is that, um, you know, when we are, uh, not at ease with ourselves when we have dis ease. Exactly. And so a lot of times 
um, you know, I feel so privileged and blessed that, you know, the divine or God or whatever you want to call it has, has given me this gift to be able to walk into someone's house and be able to discern where are you out of alignment with yourself? Where are, like, is this really, does this really, you know, feel good to you? Like what you're does looking it reflect at? Who you are? Yeah, does it reflect yeah. who you are? And again, this goes back to that kind of what we started with is I'd say a huge percentage of people don't know who they are. They don't know what they like. They know what they're supposed to like. They know what it's proper to like, what it's good to like. And then the ones that are, you know, that are kind of the whole opposite of stream extreme, then you get into rebelliousness. And and then there's a lot of, I think, anger under kind of some of that expression that I think we see a lot of in the world these days today. Mm -hmm. So and the, the, the tagline on my, my podcast is don't let cancer define you, let it redesign you. People get defined by a cancer diagnosis or the definition of, oh, now this is defining my life, where first of all, you don't know who you are. We, a lot of us don't. We let that definition come in and we a lot of people attach to it because they give it so much power, but it's really a, a powerful option to let it empower you right. to get into designing your life the way it works for you. And that's one of my other biggest messages. Do it your way. Right. You know, I did it my way. I, I decided not to do chemo. I don't tell people to do that, but you have to go inside. Could you speak a little bit about the, um, the three homes, if sure. you would? Sure. Yeah. And how that would, how that blends into, somebody, whether they're newly diagnosed in the midst of treatment, after treatment and wondering about what the heck do I do now? Am I going to get it back? You know, it's a lot of mental gymnastics sometimes. It is. It is. Well, let me just jump to yoga real quick and then I'll come to the three homes because it really kind of, so, so my journey was to start through my own, you know, reflection was to look at my physical house, you know, where I rested my head. And then from there, um, I had been, a, uh, I had practiced yoga quite a bit. Um, and then just really felt called to, um, teach yoga. So I went and got trained. Uh, I got my 200 hour yoga teacher training. And so, so then it like, I feel like I got a download, you know, like a, a divine download that said kind of whispered in my ear. We have, each of us has three homes, so we have our physical home, wherever apartment, house, mobile home, trailer, whatever it is that you rest your head. Mm-hmm. Then you have this body. Mm-hmm. That's your home. Yeah. Because without this, this instrument, this, this meat pack that you've been given, this flesh suit that you've been, it's been gifted to you in order to be here, to be able to communicate and express yourself. Mm-hmm. So once I got into yoga and this idea of inviting people to come home to themselves even more so to come into mm-hmm. their hearts, to come into their breath. And, and I, I, uh, my mantra is for all beings to dwell well, D W E L L well. And so, so can you sit well in yourself? Can you stand well in yourself? Can you breathe well in yourself? Can you be, can you just be, so, so this idea that we have three homes, we have these three great opportunities. So we have our physical house, we have our physical body, and then the planet, mm-hmm. Mother Earth, Gaia, she's mm-hmm. home to all of us. Mm. And so 
that that we're one big family, that there is one life living all of us. There is one breath breathing us. So, you know, the 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 cognitive mind just might nay nay, you know, like what oh. is she talking about? But if we can fall back into ourselves, fall in to ourselves, sit well and breathe well. We begin to like have, I see it all the time. I feel it all the time in my classes where those edges that we perceive that define me, that we perceive that define me and in reality separate me Mm -hmm. from what's around me and what's in me. And so Mm -hmm. in my classes, I'm weaving this in all the time. And I, you know, I start class most of the time with acknowledging the space within is sacred. Mm-hmm. And the space all around is sacred. So if we insert a lens of sacredness into our physical home, into our physical body, and into the planet and its generosity. So as you can tell, I could go on and on and on. So three homes. So so the to me, like just for your physical house, clean it, fix it, get rid of it. Those yeah. are the first three very basic mantras they're kind of the mundane aspects through my lens of of feng shui clean it clean your house get it dusted get it wiped down get shit out of the way i don't know if i can cuss but i'm i tend to do that so clean it then fix it so if you have a doorknob that jiggles or if you kind of got to get that that cabinet just right to kind of get it open all of that annoyance all of that frustration is in your lived experience. So we yeah. want to remove those things. And it's just like our physical body. If you break your leg, you go get it fixed. If, if yeah. something breaks, so to speak, we go to a healer. I go to a healer. Some people go to doctors to get those things fixed. So the same thing with our houses, because the thing that's so exciting to me is that You created your environment and your environment creates you. So we have this relationship with our space. You created it, you hung stuff, you paint stuff, you place stuff, you bring stuff in, you take stuff out. And so you're creating it while at the same time it's creating you and you build this relationship with your space. You know the sounds that it makes. You know that that window is a little harder to open. And it is amazing to me how how the subtlest of changes can begin to create an atmosphere that is more harmonious, more peaceful, more uplifting, more renewing. And so, so as you're looking around and maybe you've gotten a diagnosis or you, you've just gotten a clean bill of health and you want to keep that, you know, what can you do that, that saying, you know, insanity is expecting different results by doing the same thing. Same thing with our environments. If nothing changes in your environment, nothing's changing within you. So it's, I used to say, it's like, here's a, if you want to redo your living room, here's a good excuse, honey, you know, let's. <laughs> so, so often what I find is people do in, in, in their homes and in their lives, that their home is a mirror. Your home is a mirror of your life. Your home is a reflection of your life. And just your life, your home, not the shoulds and supposed tos. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. And, and when you're 
in your home, the last thing you said was very um, interesting to me, which I I adapt to this all the time. People say, why do you always give stuff away? I said, because someone else needs it and I'm done with it. We have to be willing, you know, to let go of maybe it's that table your mother left you. It was your great grandmother's. It really doesn't fit, but you feel obligated. And I believe that if you're feeling obligated to keep things around you and they're not something you absolutely love. Now, when I'm when I'm in my home, I live, you know, I live in a more of a tiny house kind of kid. If I don't love it, I don't have it. Uh, if if I don't love looking at, even though I live in a small space, I must have 20 pieces of art on my walls because that's what I love. Right. And I believe that it's really important, especially when someone isn't maybe feeling well. Mm-hmm. What do you have to let go of? Right. Start with the stuff in your physical space. Start with the letting go, even though it might not feel um, like oh, gee, you're going to maybe disappoint someone. It, do it your way. Yeah. Do it your way. That's that's the biggest gift that I think cancer can give us. It's almost a, a permission, if you will, to reassess and do it your way. Let go of that stuff. And you will find you'll start letting go of the stuff, the crevices, the places within that there are those places that need to be dusted. Right, 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 right. Little knobs inside that need to be adjusted. Right, all of that. Yeah, all those like annoyances and and the things that we avoid because that, you know, that thing, it sticks. And so you just kind of avoid that. And, and, you know, I I realized that I kind of skipped over that, just get rid of it because I could do I could talk for hours about just yeah. We're gonna we're gonna come to a close in a few minutes, but um, <laughs> so, so I, the, I to get important. rid of what, like you said, D, to get rid of what you don't love, the gifts, the the books, the 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 clothes that don't fit anymore. Accept yourself as you are, right here, right now. And if you need to get a little rebellious with yourself. Just do it and let somebody else come get rid of the stuff that you can't like, just can't stand apart with. But if you have a lot of antiques in your house, you're living with a lot of people in your house. If you (laughs) go to a space and you haven't done anything to it, you're still living with the people that lived there before you, you know? So, so really like claim yourself as sacred, Mm. holy, Mm. divine and whole oh god so good yeah create a nest create a womb like who look at who you came to out of like you rebirth yourself with your journey and you know the lesson that that cancer taught you everything god i you know the ego hates to hear this but i get reminded over and over again that which is before us is for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a sign up here that says in everything, give thanks. Yeah. In everything and, and be grateful in, not just for something. Yes. I talked about that um, on a, a few episodes ago that you got to be grateful in the midst of, even if you don't like it, be grateful because I will tell you, gratitude is the gateway to grace. And if you can be grateful not only for the car in your driveway or your two feet, you can be grateful in the midst of 
all of the chaos because out of it, out of it become comes peace and joy. It just depends on what your lens is. Totally. Happy, thank you so much. I just love you and I appreciate you. And I'm I'm so grateful that you all um you can go to um why don't you tell us how to get in touch with you? Your yeah I have um you can go to my website which is Catherine T T is in Tom Catherine with a K Perrin K A T H E R I N E T Perrin P E R R I N dot com. You can send me an email at come home at Catherine Perrin T Perrin dot com. Um, and then I'm on Facebook under my name. And I will put all of this in the show notes for everybody so you can get in touch with Catherine. You can reach out to her. You can maybe do a Zoom and she can check out your house because she's not working virtually. So I can work virtually. I can come in person. Um, I teach locally in the Newburyport area. Um, So come see me. Let me help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I couldn't be more excited to have you with us today, and I hope everyone enjoyed uh, uh, hearing your wisdom and feeling your energy, because I sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dee. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being with me. I will be back next week. I hope you will join me. Until then, know you are loved and keep a good thought. Thanks for listening to this episode of So Much More Than Cancer. Please visit www.somuchmorethancancer.com to download your free inspirational and thought-provoking gifts. While there, you can also find more information on Denise and her other offerings. Look for Denise on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you'd like, you can pick up a copy of Denise's book, From Stage 4 to Center Stage, at the Books and Pages tab on her website. Please remember to share, subscribe, and leave a review. Until next time, stay well.